photography is like a very, you have to have balance because photography can be this giving, creating energy, but it can also like, if you're off balance, it becomes taking and taking, taking pictures and getting emails. And yes, that's like part of our job, but the ultimate part isn't taking a photo, it's giving the photo to the customer. This is the Photo Business Help Podcast, a resource for photographers of all levels from brand new to burnt out who believe that business growth starts with personal growth. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. I created Jennings Photo back in 2010 and have been happily full-time since, but not without some mistakes along the way. Those lessons, plus what's really helped me thrive financially and personally are what I want to share with you so you can grow with your photo business too. You'll also hear stories from other photographers and industry folks, as well as my favorite ways to be more mindful and happier on this journey. I love this conversation, not just because I say that a lot at the beginning of shows, but this is a conversation with Krista Reed from Krista Reed Photography, and we both have been in this industry for well over a decade. And so sharing with each other the ups and downs of trying to connect with other photographers, what really is the secret to being happy in your photo business, things that are challenging, things that make us happy, and this beautiful mindset piece that we explore about the difference in your intention behind what you're doing and how that can make your business or break your business, make your business a beautiful thing or really pull you down a path that's not fun. And I think that is kind of the nugget in this conversation. So if any of that interests you, please stay tuned. But first, a few words from the folks that support this show. Attention photographers ready to nail those mini sessions this year. Well, look no further. 17 Hats presents the Mini Sessions 101 course, and it's absolutely free. Get expert tips from award-winning photographers Philip and Eileen Bloom while discovering how 17 Hats handles client management and automation for a flawless event. Level up your mini sessions, enroll at minisessions101.com. And if you're new to 17 Hats, be sure to use our code PHOTOBIZHELP for 50% off your first year membership. That's PHOTOBIZHELP for 50% off your first year membership with 17 Hats. And once again, that URL is minisessions101.com. So are you one of those folks that say, ugh, I'm not blogging in my business because it takes so long and I don't know what to say and it's hard to choose photos and it's just a long process and I know I should do it, but I don't. Well, I've been there before, but one of the things that completely changed this game for me is when PickTime rolled out their blog feature early spring in February 2023. It not only allows you to create super, super beautiful blog posts, but you can do it so, so, so fast working with galleries that you've already uploaded for clients. So there isn't any doubling down on anything. And now they've added AI to this process as well. So you may have your feelings about AI, but if you're one of those people that's like, ugh, I don't know what to say, then let AI write something for you. And then you can add your own little voice and flair to it after it's done. It's a way to get things started. It's a way to help you get past that resistance of trying to get a blog post out or maybe multiple blog posts out. It's just one more feature in PickTime's bajillion amazing features that I 
think is fabulous. So if you're on the fence about trying PickTime, they are offering you one month free when you upgrade to a paid plan. So you can just try it. And if you find that you don't like any of these awesome features that I always talk about, you can cancel. If you go to pick-time.com, P-I-C-T-I-M-E.com and use the code PHOTOBIZHELP, you get that one month free when you upgrade to a paid plan. So that's pick-time.com, use the code PHOTOBIZHELP and try that one month free and get going on your blog because yes, it's still a relevant thing and it's something that's useful in growing your photo business. Well, I think one of the things that I was thinking about when we were going over things we might want to talk about is uh, this idea that it's gotten harder to connect with other photographers if you've been in the industry a while, as we both have. How long have you been full-time again? Well, for myself, since 2012. So that's like, what, 11 years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, both of us over 10, which is a good long time. And I think... I was trying to think about these topics and and maybe think of solutions for some of this stuff. But really, I just kind of want to hear what you were thinking and, and where you're coming from with kind of, I guess, networking and connecting and how it's changed over the last decade or so. Do you have any like anywhere you want to go with that? I don't know. I feel like right now I was asking myself the other day, I'm like, why aren't you like out there hanging out with other photographers and going to coffee and and then I'm like, well, because I kind of, it's kind of my own fault. <laughs> like my schedule is so full that I haven't left myself the time. Yeah. We're not going to have the answer to this because we're on the other side of it. But I wonder what networking looks like, you know, in my case, 13 years later than it did, you know, I know we connected a lot over Clubhouse during the pandemic, which I thought was really awesome because, you know, it was a great way I met loads of other people and you and I connected you were jumping in the clubhouse room with us and that was really cool and I wonder if it is just going out for coffee or whatever what are people doing where are they meeting each other where are these photographers hanging out yeah I don't know but it is interesting so the idea of just being an older photographer like being a seasoned photographer being in the industry a while there I think the important thing is that we're both trying to stay you know, relevant and involved. Because one of the things that I think is, you know, really noticeable is when in any industry, but especially photography, when I first started is folks that I remember for us, it was not embracing the digital realm in any way and not embracing social media in any way and not embracing websites or blogs in any way. And those folks that didn't do that really kind of disappeared. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because like in the beginning, like when I was doing it kind of on the side, the job I had for a photo studio, it was like, I wasn't on Facebook. I didn't want to do any of that. I had a little website. And then a customer said to me after our, our shoot, like, are you on Facebook? I want to make sure I follow you. And I'm like, what's a Facebook? Oh. <laughs> and they said, oh my gosh, you're not a legitimate business unless you're on Facebook. And I don't know if I would have even been able to go into business if that customer hadn't said that to me and I hadn't really embraced that. That's so interesting. Well, it, it sounds so ridiculous. I just imagine people listening to this episode being like, Facebook? But it really was groundbreaking to be able to, for free, like reach so many people. My business for sure 
was built with Facebook's help. I mean, definitely nowadays I have a lot more SEO strength and oomph and networking and all that stuff, but that was a really big one. What do you think is the sort of equivalent right now for people getting started? Like, what do you think people need to do in order to be, I don't know, on the scene? I don't know because, I mean, there's TikTok, but at the same time, I know a ton of photographers who aren't on TikTok and are just fine. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Act- and I'm not on TikTok yet, which maybe that's, maybe I need to go there. I don't know. <laughs> well, and I think like that whole concept of just showing your work, that even way back in the early days of Facebook, that's what we were doing. We were showing our work and connecting with people by showing our work. Yeah. And I think it's really important that we just keep showing our work. Yeah, showing up, I think you're right, is a huge one. So whether you're starting out or you're in it a long time, and I think we're probably more guilty of it than folks just starting out. I think that eagerness to get out there and spread the word about what you're doing and get clients is certainly trait of newer photographers. But I do know quite a few established, seasoned, older photographers, whatever word you want to use, that are like, oh my gosh, I haven't posted in months, or oh my gosh, I haven't blogged in years. And I do think that there is a direct correlation between the sort of general malaise that older seasoned photographers feel and the fact that they've stopped, for all intents and purposes, putting a lot of effort into their business anymore because maybe it's just life, maybe it's just not exciting anymore. I don't know. But I do think it's important, hugely important to continue showing up, even if it kind of even if the way you show up changes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And it all I think I was thinking about it, it all goes back to having like goals too. And I was looking at my own work and I stopped blogging. Well it started out I stopped blogging because I was trying to get a new website going and I was told, oh stop blogging because the blogs won't transfer to the new website. But that aside, like then I just kind of stopped blogging after that because I got I got a little tired and a little burnt out from this whole cycle of shoot, blog, repeat. But it was also because I kind of lost sight of my goals. Yeah, because the reason you're doing something like blogging, and I work with a lot of folks in the the greenhouse and in the coaching space, the reason you're doing it is to ostensibly meet a goal, you know, like, oh, I want to book this many sessions this year or this month or this quarter. And so SEO is a real thing and blogging is, for those of you that are poo-pooing the blog thing, trust me, it still is a massive, massive place of importance for your business. I mean, I get loads of inquiries from Google and it's just from years of kind of, and I will be totally open about it off and on blogging. Like I've had those gaps of like, I haven't blogged and I'm not as consistent as I used to be only because I'm busy enough, you know, but I still blog and I still think, anyway, the blog stuff is important, but I think I totally lost my other train of thought on what I was just going to say, but I do, <laughs> I do appreciate that, that you brought that up because I, you know, most of the time I bring up blogging and people are like, oh, and I'm like, well, it really is a thing, but, oh, I know what I was going to say. When you're sitting down to blog after, you know, 10 years of doing it, it can be really tough to kind of get excited about what you're doing. And if you're not, if it isn't attached to a goal, like you said, if there isn't like a reason behind why you're doing it, then it feels really hard to do. You're like, I do not want to do this right now. This is just another thing I'm doing. And I think with anything in your business, if there isn't like this momentum and energy or like, as I say in the greenhouse, like your why, like if you can't really 
find why you're doing this. You're not going to want to do it. Yeah, for sure. And I'm nodding my head and no one can see that. <laughs> that's right. Because <laughs> it's a podcast. Yeah. No, no, no. But that's great. Yeah. No, and it reminds me of like I was doing yoga today and the instructor said, you know, you're sitting there and you're starting the lesson. And the instructor says, before we begin, think about why you got your mat out today and why you unrolled the mat and why you're here. And it's kind of the same way for our business. Like, think back to day one and think about why you did that. And maybe your why has evolved over time. But like, think about that. And then think about your goals now. And just go do. Yeah. Well, I think that takes it full circle. Like, you know, back to what I was saying about seasoned photographers when I started out just kind of falling off the face of the earth because they didn't evolve. And I think if we can continue to align our whys with whatever's going on in business. So like if there's a new social media platform or something else changes with AI or whatever, like if we can continue to just grow and evolve and not be, you know, stuck in a routine, I think the the fatigue about blogging really comes from a space of, and this really wasn't meant to be a podcast about please blog, but like the fatigue about blogging or we'll just say showing up in your business, I think comes from just doing the same thing over and over and over again without results, without a why aligned with it, without evolving all of those things. You know, if you're not getting results, if you're not getting, you know, like if you're not feeling excited or aligned, if you don't have that momentum, if you're doing the same thing the same way over and over, you're not trying like a new way to blog or, you know, how I always talk about pick time and their blog system is amazing. And so that's a new thing that I'm trying and I might not do it forever. But like if you're not kind of just moving with the flow, it's going to feel stagnant and it's going to feel boring and it's not going to translate to other people as interesting either. And also Krista's nodding her head again. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. No, it's just okay. Yes. It's okay. I do it all the time. I do it all the time. And I forget that I'm like, yeah, I'm smiling and I'm like nodding. But what's this idea of like, we talked a little bit about, I had a note here from when we last spoke about letting go of perfectionism. And I'm wondering if that ties into this. The reason I thought of this is because I was just working with someone recently in the greenhouse and they were talking about how every time they sit down to blog, there's just this block. There's just this like total paralysis because of this idea of like, maybe it's perfectionism or maybe it's, you know, not knowing what to say, but what, do you have any thoughts on that? I do. And it's funny because it's something I've noticed, like I mostly do weddings and it's something that I've noticed like in my couples too, this block, this decision fatigue almost. And I think that it's about like when you're so focused on being perfect and you think the answer to your achieving your goals is being perfect, whether that's your goal to blog and, and have that give you results or your goal to be planning your wedding, you get so focused on being perfect that then you're afraid to make any kind of decision or do anything because what if it's not perfect? Yeah. But then you have to kind of stop. And like what I've started doing is like stopping and asking myself like, well, what about all the things that can go right from this? And I mean, and I said it, like I said it during a wedding meeting, they were talking about what if it rains and what if my uncle doesn't make it a time for pictures? And, you know, what if this happens and what if, what if, what if? And I said, well, stop and let's think about all the things that can go right because you already have like people working for you that know what to do 
for all those what ifs. So let's not talk about them anymore. And just know that we have your back there. So what about all the things that are going to be great and can go right? Yes, I think anyone that is a wedding photographer out there listening that has the time and energy to execute on this, like that would be an incredible blog post in and of itself. You know, worried about everything that could go wrong in your wedding? Well, let's talk about what might go right, you know, and then you could speak to the photography part of that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, that's really real. What about for yourself? Where do you, you've been doing this a long time. I've been doing this a long time. Where do you feel the most, like what wall do you think you bump up against the most currently? I mean, it changes as we just talked about, but like, yeah. I really think it is the perfectionism. Like when I started, I was concerned with things being good and people feeling good and having fun and being happy and celebrating their marriage. And then you get to a point, like I got to a point where I'm like, oh, I'm so experienced. I should be perfect at all this. Every frame should be perfect. I should have a perfect answer to every question. I should answer emails as fast as I can, edit as fast as I can. So that's for me, I bump up against that wall and I'm like, stop. Because no, because you're focused on how you want your couples to feel, focus on how you want to serve them and stop worrying about how fast you are and how many frames you shot and, you know. Yeah, that's so interesting because it's impossible to fulfill that order for yourself because every single wedding is different. And whether it's weddings or families or whatever you're shooting, there's going to be a different answer because there's going to be a different person asking a slightly different question. And there's going to be, you know, not every frame is perfect because every single place you go, you have to test and you have to like, oh, actually, it might be better if we move over here or like whatever. I mean, it's, you know, it's hard to remember that you have all of the skills you need and you are very good at what you do when it feels like you're iterating every single time. And actually, I think that's a really important point for anybody listening that feels like they're constantly iterating and they haven't, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes, no one can see this, arrived. We're doing a lot of stuff on the video that people can't see today, but that I, that feeling of like, when will I get it? When will I, when my, when will my business be like, together and running and like where I want it to be? When will I arrive or whatever word you want to use? And I think that's sort of what you're talking about is like, when will I be flawless at this? And the answer is never, <laughs> you know? And I think, I don't know what people perceive me as, as a photographer, when, you know, a student looks at my portfolio and then listens to the podcast and then decides to hire me as a coach. But it might seem like, and perhaps I am more together than someone that needs help or someone that's just starting. Like I might have more skills or more knowledge, but I am always, always, always iterating and reiterating and trying new things. And so that process of iterating and trying new things, and even just going from one wedding to a different wedding in a different location is always going to feel like wobbly in some way. You're always going to like have to kind of recenter yourself. And I think we mistake that natural process of what we're doing for some kind of flavor of failure, you know? Well, and I think it, for me too, personally, like it goes back to not having photographers to meet with all the time anymore, because it used to be that there was a group of us and we met and we talked through stuff like this. Yeah. Yes. So, and I think that's the other thing is like now we're going, we're on social media and you can't avoid seeing other photographers stuff because either you're friends with them and you want to support them 
or Facebook is feeding you ads or Instagram or TikTok, they're feeding you ads because they're like, oh, look at all this. They like photography. Let's show this ad to them. And from those individual instances, one post, one video, you're like, man, why can't I be that person looks like they have it all together. Why can't I be like that? Yeah, that's really kind of the key in our current life right now, in my opinion, looking at social media, looking at any kind of creative output or people showing up anywhere, like on a podcast, whatever, and remembering that we're all the time iterating and reiterating and that that is happening for everybody. And there are some days when, yes, like you wake up and things click and you feel good and you feel like you're clear and you feel like you're organized. And that's great. We want those days, but nothing in life is permanent or ever perfect. And so I think we are fed this idea that we're striving to get to that place in our businesses and in our lives when it's really just a couple of curated photos on a feed and it's not, it has nothing to do with the behind the scenes. And I think if we can embrace the wobbly feeling, if we can go like, oh, I'm needing to adjust here instead of, you know, it really is a mindset issue at the end of the day. It's like teaching ourselves to go like, you know what? You're doing good. It's fine. Like you are not, a, you're not like failing here. You just need to readjust. You're not failing here. You just need to evolve. You're not failing here. You just need to try something new. And all of those things feel a little awkward. Yeah. And the other thing I think we have to get used to, like, we're going to feel awkward and it's almost like sit with the awkward and embrace the awkward and, you know, because good stuff can come out of the awkward too. Yeah. We need more people talking about how awkward they are online. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I mean, I have so many folks I've worked with, again, like greenhouse stuff, other coaching stuff that are, you know, we're, I think when you're starting out, yes, it's you're way more awkward. Like I was definitely more awkward 10 years ago when I'd show up for stuff because I was thinking of 18 bajillion things that I don't have to think about anymore. I know what lenses I have and what they do. And I know, you know, I just know things kind of second nature, just like if you were to get up on stage with a, an instrument for the first time, the first few concerts are probably, you're going to be thinking about so many more things than like your 200th concert. But again, the nodding, I love this. We're just nodding. I just want to just acknowledge that that there's a lot of nodding going on. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I, I feel like the same way. And also, I feel like I'm just a really awkward, introverted, sensitive person until I unpack my camera. And then it's like putting on a superhero outfit. Yeah. Gosh, like, gosh, that sounded so Minnesotan. Oh, gosh, Krista. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, sure. For sure. The superhero outfit. It really does remind me how much of all of this thing called life and business and whatever is comes down to mindset. And I've been exploring that more myself just to have better tools to help coach people because I think that the thing that we ultimately, everything kind of boils down to in almost all of the work I do is some kind of mindset component. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what you helped me with too when we talked because I think you had an exercise that I did where I had to write down like the best case I think. What was it? It was like best case iteration of your business or something? Yeah. 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 I think that's what it was. And that was super helpful because it's it had been so long since anybody asked me, like, what's the best case scenario? Instead of thinking about what are you worried about? What do you need to fix? What do you think is wrong? You know what I mean? Exactly. And I think that's the other trap we fall into 
also with social media is like there's this constant feedback of don't do this, don't do that, don't do that. There's very few like do this, it'll be good. It's more, you know, because the sad thing is that a list of 12 don'ts gets more clicks than the list of five do's. That's true. That's really interesting. My opt-in that I always talk about the eight things you need to grow your business is kind of more in that vein, not the like, don't do these things, but more like, here are the things you need. Yeah. Which I'm naturally kind of a glass half full kind of person. I always have been. I think that's just a character thing. But I do think that's a really good point. I think if you're struggling and you're focusing on all the stuff that you feel poopy about in your business, maybe flip the coin and kind of go, okay, what do I know that I can do? What do I know that like I can do? What have people complimented me on? They loved their photos or they thought I was really easy to work with or whatever it is, you know? I mean, focus on that and triple down on that. That's where your gold is going to be because, you know, there really isn't just sitting and dwelling on like the negative stuff is not going to be helpful in the long term. It's good to be aware of it, but not really, you know. Yeah, it's super easy to be aware of it. And I think like that's the good thing too about having a business coach of any kind like working with you even like you gave me that permission to be able to forget about what was what I didn't think was good and be like but look at all the good stuff and it wasn't that I was pessimistic about my business it was that I was just really clinging on to those details thinking I need to fix this stuff instead of thinking well what's good what can we do more with yeah and Well, and I appreciate the kind words about working together, but also like that's where you find your spark again. That's where you climb out of the burnout pit is when you focus on the stuff you like. And I did that very publicly this year where I sent out an email to every single person on my list. And I said in the title, could you help me? I can't remember the exact words, but it was like, can you help me? avoid burnout this year. And I explained why the last couple of years I've been so burnt out because I've been taking on too many mini sessions. And yes, I enjoy them. And yes, they're great. And people love them. But like, I had mentioned that I did 100 between September and November 1st last year. And in addition to all my other sessions, and I just explained to people, I said, look, like, yes, I can do this. And I know they're popular because of but it's not what I love. It's not like what really, really lights me up. And so I would love it if I could rebalance my business and bring more of these storytelling narrative sessions back into my life. And people supported that, you know, I ended up hitting my I had a goal of however many bookings and I ended up hitting it. And it's it was scary, but it was like, I'm just being honest. I'm just like saying like, Hey, like I'll still do these, but I don't want to keep doing them just because I can. And just because it appears that I'm good at them. It's that doesn't feed my soul, you know? And we, I think looking at your business and going, not just what are you good at, but like, what do you like to do? Because sometimes what you're good at can pull you like in this example, like off your own soul's track where you're like, Oh, I'm really good at mini sessions. Like, they're fast, they're, you know, affordable and people love them, but it's like, do I love doing them this much, you know? Yeah. No, and I and I hear you too, especially with the mini sessions, like I've never been good. Like when I worked for a studio instead of working, you know, having my own business, that's basically it was eight hours a day in the door, out the door appointments. And like I was like, I can't do this anymore. 
it was so, so burnt out. Like, and it was a wonderful job and I was good at it, but I got so tired. Yeah. That little thing that makes our souls like sing when we see a photo. I mean, there's a few people online that I follow and they're just such stellar photographers. And every time I see something, I'm like, Ooh, that's gorgeous. You know, or like that is the thing that I think most of us got into this, you know, I mean, that's why we got into this in the first place, this like having our own business thing and trying to be creative. I think, you know, Audrey and I have talked about it on the phototherapy episodes, but I think it's, this has been a very public journey of my own to try and explain to people like how I'm finding my way back home to myself creatively because quote unquote success, whatever, like, oh, you're booking, you're making, and you're, you're hitting your money goals or whatever. That's fine. But like, that's not really the ultimate goal I want to hit when it comes down to it. I want to feel excited doing what I'm doing. And I want to be able to give people the creative slice of magic. That's my version of photography, you know, like the reason they hire me and not someone else. I want to be able to give people that thing that makes me excited when I see other people's work. And it's so easy to get off that track. It's so easy to just be like, I'm just, you know, like the studio thing you just mentioned, I'm just like rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And I think that's where people feel like, you know, I'm doing okay. I'm booking or whatever it is, but I'm not happy. Yeah. Well, and that all comes down to, like you said, you want to give things because you have to be like, we can't be just taking pictures. We have to be creating and giving. Like it's so, so much more powerful to create and give than it is to take a picture. Oh, that's such an awesome distinction. I love that. Maybe that is the big mindset flip is like, how can you give rather than like money you're making and taking and photos you're taking and like bookings you're, you know, like, yeah, it is like photography is like a very, you have to have balance because photography can be this giving, creating energy, but it can also like, if you're off balance, it becomes taking and taking, taking pictures and getting emails. And yes, that's like part of our job, but the ultimate part isn't taking a photo, it's giving the photo to the customer. That's such a beautiful flip of just mindset. It's what's interesting to me, and this is why I love coaching and stuff, is that mindset stuff is often as subtle as what you just said. It's often as just simple and quiet as take versus give. And you're doing the same action. You're doing like the same exact thing, but the intention behind it is totally different. I think I did an episode on the intention behind what you're doing and how I know Audrey and I have probably talked about it, but that's what it is. If you have lost touch with the intention behind what you're doing, it's going to feel very different to you than if you're in alignment with your intention. An example could be like, let's say two people are on a date and someone, one of the people decides to give money to like someone on the street to sort of look, oh, I want to impress my date. So I'm going to look like the nice person and give away some money or whatever, right? That's one type of intention to look good to someone else. But the energy that like reverberates from that is so different than someone that has a genuine concern for the person they're trying to help and maybe asks them how they're doing and maybe gives them their own presence for a couple of minutes and doesn't even think about their date, but just as the intention behind it is of 
service or of trying to be helpful. And those two things, when they are extrapolated over time, meaning like behavior after behavior after choice after choice, turn into totally different people and situations. And I think that's exactly what this is in our business. If photo after photo and session after session, your intention is just like, I'm just trying to pay the bills. And yes, we all have to pay the bills. That's not like not relevant. But if it's your only drive, if you're trying to impress your date versus trying to legitimately be helpful, it's going to turn into a different beast at the end of the day. Yeah. And that's mindset is, I think that's what it's so easy to learn about how to build a website, how to edit and how to send an email, but it's not so easy to learn about mindset. Yeah, it is not so easy, but I do think it's everything. Well, I think maybe leaving it there, I think that's a lot to chew over, but just this idea of like, are you giving photos or are you taking photos? I think is a really powerful, really powerful thing to, to think about. I'm going to be thinking about it. That's a really lovely way to put it. Is there anything else? Do you have anything? I always like to ask people this at the end, but anything that you say, you know, like in an intention in the morning or just like a quote on a post-it note on your computer, is there anything that you want to share with people that is helpful that it doesn't even have to be a quote. It can just be an anecdote or whatever, but like, is there anything that is helpful for you on this journey that has helped you, you know, continue, keep on keeping on, you know, that kind of thing? Yeah. Well, and I guess lately, like, I have so much anxiety about not doing things fast enough because like with AI coming into the picture for photo editing and stuff, there's an expectation and like you could do a whole other podcast on AI. We don't need to talk all about it, but there's an expectation that AI means that you'll get your photos back right away, like tomorrow. But then I have to remind myself that like photography is a human thing, even with AI, like that's a tool, but it, doesn't mean instant results for everyone and perfection. And so I have a little quote on my desk that says, some things take five minutes, some things take 50 minutes, some things take 50 years. And I kind of look at that when I think about like going really fast, nothing should, I'm not going to take 50 years to edit. No, <laughs> but, <laughs> but just to remind myself, like it's perfectly acceptable to say, I'll have your session, your portraits edited in two weeks. Like that's perfectly acceptable because some things do take time and we can't do some things we can do in five minutes, but not everything. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. I think there are a lot of people in your boat that are trying to be as quick and efficient and, you know, you start getting booking after booking and that, that editing pile can be stressful if you're just trying to be fast, fast, fast. So finding your own space, whatever that is, like knowing your space, meaning I need two weeks of space for this. I need three weeks of space for this within reason. You don't want to be like months and months and months. But I think that that's very appropriate. I mean, that's a boundary, right? That's that's just letting people know as a professional how this is going to work. But that's really, I think that's a great reminder. And I also think maybe that there's space moving forward, at least on my own website. Uh, there's a couple of companies I've been looking into as far as help with editing, which I do not think is a problem at all. You know, like if you have big piles of it and the AI can help you with, you know, specific things to go faster, I think that there's space for that. But there may still be places in the world of the arts, music, 
painting and drawing and photography and whatever, where a client is going to be interested in a, a non-AI approach. So even just saying, this is the time it takes me. I like, you know, giving you my own version of this. So, you know, this is without AI or somewhere like saying that somewhere. So people understand that. And that might even be a selling point for some people is knowing that there's a hundred percent human behind it. Again, if you're not in that boat and you want to use AI, great. But just if you are, you can use it to your advantage to give yourself more breathing room, to give yourself more time and to also, yeah, appeal to those people that are like, I want human made things. So thank you for sharing that. That was really good. I really like that. We got to just, we have to have patience. Like even where things feel instant, they're not instant. We have to have patience. Be kind to ourselves. Yes. Being kind to ourselves is, it's so huge. Your life really does change on the days that you are kinder to yourself first. I mean, it truly, it might not be that something you can master every moment of every day or it's a lifetime practice, but if you can put that at the top of your list, like to be kind to yourself, your life will change. And your business probably will too, since that's what we're talking. We're not talking about life. I mean, we are, but your business probably will change too. <laughs> it's all intertwined. Like I'm really, and I think going back to like being an older photographer, like this is the advantage of even hiring older photographers. Like we're so much more self-aware about how everything is intertwined. Like we have, like, I'm not saying I know everything, but we have a wisdom. Yes, there is a wisdom. I agree. I'll leave you with this because it was really funny. I heard it. I don't know where I heard it, but someone was like, can we just stop talking about like our age and instead just say what level we're on? <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> I'm on level 41 and you're on level eight. So that's why I'm telling you, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds like me and my husband. Like if he has a really challenging day, he'll be like, I think I just leveled up today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really want to be like, like, whoa, you're on level 88. What is up there? You know, <laughs> rather than like, ugh, like, let's have a little gratitude for this wisdom we're earning. So I think they're back to the mindset. So feeling like we're older seasoned photographers or just feeling like we're wiser, smarter photographers. Yeah, totally. Well, thank you, Krista. Where can people find and follow you? The, where are you the most on the internet? Well, you know, there's my website, which is kristareedphotography.com. So that's the place to go for blogs with like tips and to look at my recent work and find out all the good details. Instagram, you can find me on there at kristareedphotog. And I think between Instagram and Facebook, which Facebook is just kristareedphotography, like I try to keep it really simple and it's just my name plus photography. Great. I'm kind of on social media, so... Yeah, no, that's great. And we'll link to everything in the show notes too. So so it'll be there for folks listening right now. You can just click on a button and it's right there for you. But thank you again, Krista. Let's do this again sometime. That was a really beautiful chat and I appreciate you and, and I hope to talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you so much, Naley. I appreciate it. Totally. Attention photographers ready to nail those mini sessions this year. Well, look no further. 17 Hats presents the Mini Sessions 101 course, and it's absolutely free. 
Get expert tips from award-winning photographers Philip and Eileen Bloom while discovering how 17 Hats handles client management and automation for a flawless event. Level up your mini sessions, enroll at minisessions101.com. And if you're new to 17 Hats, be sure to use our code PHOTOBIZHELP for 50% off your first year membership. That's PHOTOBIZHELP for 50% off your first year membership with 17 Hats. And once again, that URL is minisessions101.com. So are you one of those folks that say, ugh, I'm not blogging in my business because it takes so long and I don't know what to say and it's hard to choose photos and it's just a long process and I know I should do it, but I don't. Well, I've been there before, but one of the things that completely changed this game for me is when PickTime rolled out their blog feature early spring in February 2023. It not only allows you to create super, super beautiful blog posts, but you can do it so, so, so fast working with galleries that you've already uploaded for clients. So there isn't any doubling down on anything. And now they've added AI to this process as well. So you may have your feelings about AI, but if you're one of those people that's like, ugh, I don't know what to say, then let AI write something for you. And then you can add your own little voice and flair to it after it's done. It's a way to get things started. It's a way to help you get past that resistance of trying to get a blog post out or maybe multiple blog posts out. It's just one more feature in PickTime's bajillion amazing features that I think is fabulous. So if you're on the fence about trying PickTime, they are offering you one month free when you upgrade to a paid plan. So you can just try it. And if you find that you don't like any of these awesome features that I always talk about, you can cancel. If you go to pick-time.com, P-I-C-T-I-M-E.com and use the code PHOTOBIZHELP, you get that one month free when you upgrade to a paid plan. So that's pick-time.com, use the code PHOTOBIZHELP and try that one month free and get going on your blog because yes, it's still a relevant thing and it's something that's useful in growing your photo business.